The Starlight Lounge presents An Evening with the Progressive Box. The moon, yeah. That's Hugo, tickling the ivories. He just saved by bundling home and auto with Progressive. Gonna finally buy a ring for that gal of yours, Hugo? Send her my condolences. Hi-oh! This next one's for you, too. There's a burglar in my heart. Thank you. Progressive Casualty Insurance Company and Affiliates. Discounts not available in all states or situations. Shut up and sit down. this morning for helping me figure out where I was missing a person on my list for November's challenge. Our crazy-ass total for challengers for November is 77, which makes our combined word count 3,850,000 words. That is our goal together for the month of November, not by yourself, Marley Fan Art Series has offered to kidnap um, several actors and make them perform tricks for us if we succeed in meeting this number. So just keep that in mind. We might get to see Tom Hiddleston naked if we all bring it. Or there could be some making out with Chris Pine. I mean, if you go over to the to the thing on Rough Trade, you'll see it. You'll see it. Anyways, that was that. So shortly, participants of trade will be getting an email from me. Probably, mm, I was in the middle of prepping it. Actually, uh, I'm sending the template so that you guys can start building your project files. But it's going like it's going, right? I uh, crappy week. It's been crappy, people. Crappy. But, like, not like I had bad, tragic, horrible things happen crappy, but, like, I had a whole bunch of work to do crappy. And you guys can hear me, right? Or is that just Rowan who can't hear me? Okay. Um, I'm over here just talking to myself, just... Blah, 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 blah. Um, I uh, just had a lot of work to do. And um, my work, I don't talk about it often, but I will tell you that this week I sweated spinal fluid. I worked my ass off this week. I also posted Pendragon Stand with my awesome art from Fan Arts and awesome beta from... Chris and Lady Holder, and it was amazing and awesome. Um, so that happened, and um, I've been teasing. I've been a cock tease on Twitter, 
And I've been teasing you all on my Facebook with little excerpts from this as I was working on it because, you know, I wasn't particularly inspired to do anything. Nothing. Blah. I, uh, <clears throat> I don't know. I was such a... I was in such a foul mood last week. Oh, my God. It was like I woke up and was, like, instantly homicidal. I mean, I could not leave my house. All of Friday, I did not leave my house for fear I might lose my temper with somebody and go to jail. And I don't want to go to jail. I got too much attitude go to jail. It would not work out for me. Um, anyways. <laughs> Melanie's offering me bail money in the chat room. Yeah, that's that's all great and fun, but what would happen to me in the meantime? I would still be in jail for a little bit while you guys, you know, got here and got some money together and bailed me out. And, you know, <laughs> it would just be, it would just be terrible. <laughs> Because I have so much attitude, and what I say comes out of my, what I think eventually, most of the time, almost instantly comes out of my mouth. Yeah, pretty much. Pretty much. I, uh, I just, I don't think I would do well in prison. I don't, um, Azura assures me that if you, Refresh your screen 553 times that you'll be able to hear the radio show. That's good information to have. <laughs> I don't think I look good in orange. I have a pink undertone, and it might be the new black, but I actually look better in black. Uh, I have a pink undertone, so I can't wear yellows and oranges. I look all washed out and weird. And like maybe like I'm I'm a corpse. I mean it it just it really you know orange is not a good color for me. It just it really isn't. I can't wear pinks, oranges, um, uh, yellows. Most pastel colors make me look in it too. I like dark colors. I have a fall palette. Um, more like, you know, the browns and the blues and the dark greens and the black. So, dark green, yeah, looks good on me. Um, orange does not. <laughs> I have no interest whatsoever in impersonating the Great Pumpkin. <laughs> Anyways, tonight's discussion is about rough trade. And one of the things that I want to talk about on rough trade coming up is... Um, following instructions, there are 77 of you this time, and I think that that's probably the biggest I've had to date. Um, Now, granted, July was big because I had 38 um, participants on Boot Camp 2 and 32 on Boot Camp 1, so that was pretty big. I had 54 in April. And last November, we had 37. So this November, we are doing our biggest challenge today as far as the amount of people involved. And when you have a whole bunch of people involved and there are um, 
lots of moving parts and people not doing what they're supposed to do, it can get very frustrating very quickly. And if I get very frustrated, I won't be able to write. And I will blame you publicly on my live journal. I will. I'm I'm just going to put that out there for you. I will blame you. Anyways, I want to remind you all that, and Facebook, yeah, it'll be on Facebook and Twitter. It'll trend. It'll be, yeah, it'll be bad. So just, you know, it's okay to make a mistake. It is not okay to make a mistake repeatedly and make no effort whatsoever to figure out what you're doing wrong when I send you 10 emails about it. Okay? You get one email, we're good. You, you you learn from your mistakes. You get two emails from me, the last part of that second email is going to be full of cuss words. I'm just going to put that out for you. It might actually start out really nice, but by the end of it, it's going to be like a fuck you and the horse you rode in on, love Kira. Okay, so just keep that in mind. Keep it in mind because it's going to happen. And don't get butt hurt when it does. Okay, follow instructions. If you go to, yeah, yeah, I'll still love you. Like, you know, like you do a misbehaving stepchild. I'm, you know, just saying. Um, If you go to Rough Trade and you click on the um, author resources menu, blah, 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 if I get over there, you will find um, stuff. Author resources. I reorganized Rough Trade to make it a little more reader friendly, and I don't mean like reader friendly as in readers can come in and read. I mean in actually physically being able to read. I made it easier. Um, on the author resources page, which Melanie just provided a link for, there are several things that you can utilize to help you out. And, um, there's a there's a, a section on writing books. There's a section on OneNote, which is, you know, my altar. I I worship at OneNote. Um, there's a name generator. There's a link to this. That Rough Trade discussion link is actually going to be this radio show embedded into the website. Um, there's Original Tempest talking about the male orgasm. That 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 article is actually practically like fan fiction for me. I just want you to know. <laughs> and, and at the very bottom, there is a section called Using WordPress. And in that post is a playlist of videos on how to use WordPress, how to do featured images, how to do your posts, how to edit your posts. So you don't make double posts. If you make a mistake on your post, you don't get to go back and post again. You have to edit the original post. I'm serious. I'm, I'm very serious about that. Do not spam our readers. There are over 3,000 members of Rough Trade, and many of them get an email every single time you post. So don't post until you're ready, and if you make a mistake, edit your original post. Don't make a new one. I will cut you. Don't delete your post, because that creates broken links in people's emails. And guess who gets an email 
when someone clicks on a link in their website in their email from the site and it doesn't work and they hit respond to the email to say, Hey, my link doesn't work, guess who gets that email? That's me. I get that email. I get that email. So if you create a post and you post it and then you delete it and that link is broken in 3,000 people's email, I'm the one that gets 3,000 fucking emails from these people saying, oh, this link is broken. I will forward every single one of them to you. I swear on Tom Hiddleston. I do. I swear. I will forward every single one to you. Just on his whole body. I swear on his whole slinky hip body. So, there are 77 of you. I'm really excited. I think it's going to be great. and It's going to be a lot of fun. We had an awesome time during the boot camps in July. I'm looking forward to it. It's going to be awesome. Don't be a dipshit. It, it, it's really that simple. Just, just don't be a dipshit. And if you genuinely don't know how to do it, that's fine. We'll work with you. But if you're just being a lazy ass, You're going to pay for it, one way or another. That reminds me, every person participating in Rough Trade must have a featured image so that when you post and our little slideshow goes up across the top of the site, you have an image there with your post. Yes, it's a little angle retentive of me. I don't care. If I come into the post archive and I see you don't have a featured image, I'm going to put one of my lazy-ass author images on your post. So everybody will see that I'm image-shaming you. If you don't understand how to do something, ask for help. There are a whole bunch of people in the Rough Trade Facebook that will be more than willing to help you. There's the contact form. I'm more than willing to help you. I think I've proven that. I am a helpful motherfucker. I... I really am. Boom. I am one seriously helpful motherfucker, I promise. So just, you know, don't be afraid to ask a question before you make an assumption and do something wrong. (laughs) It is my goal in life to sound like Samuel L. Jackson. Hold on a minute. I used to be able to do that whole snakes in the plane um, speech. I can't do it now. It's too late. It's too late. I'm too I wouldn't be able to get it out. I would. I. I would laugh. Um, <clears throat> a featured image is not an icon. If you go to the front page and you see a rolling slideshow, that image that's with the that's, that's attached to the post, it's actually a lot bigger than an icon. Um, it's just shrunk down for the post. And if you go to even author resources, you, you see those images on the side? That is a result of doing a featured image in your post. And if you go to the WordPress um, page and you go to the there's an uh, 
There's a video for featured images, and it will show you how to do that. And you can use the same featured image for every single one of your posts, or you can have different ones. It's totally up to you. You can upload as many images as you want to during Rough Trade. They will they will eventually be deleted. Marley Slash has graciously agreed to make banners. She's in Rough Trade, the, the Rough Trade group on Facebook. If you're not on Facebook and you would like to have a banner from her, um, I don't know. I think you could be SOL. I'm, I'm just kidding. <laughs> Speaking of <laughs> fan art series, I made a gallery on um, Rough Trade for fan art series, and this is her gallery where all the art that she makes goes, and it's just for her. It's just for her. So um, don't come asking me to put images that you made for your own Rough Trade in the gallery because I have agreed to host her only. And since I have to pay for this space and there isn't, you know, I have to keep an eye on that, I can't just be uploading everybody's art willy-nilly. So that's her space, her gallery, and if you want a banner in there, the only way you're going to get a banner in there is if she makes it for you. That's just the way it's going to be. Don't get butthurt about it. It's about thanking someone who puts a great deal of effort and thought into helping us and inspiring us in Rough Trade. Um, she gives a lot of her time, so she deserves her own little space on Rough Trade, and you don't get to play in it. Don't get butt hurt. It's not personal. It kind of is. Um, I wanted to thank those of you who don't have ad blockers on the Blog Talk Radio screen, so you're seeing the advertisements because I made 20 bucks from advertising on Blog Talk Radio during my radio show. <coughs> so those of you who suffer through the ads or let them play in the background, even if you ignore them, um, you earned me $20, so I appreciate it. That's like half the cost of the radio show a month. Just, just saying. So, you know, I... I appreciate your your efforts. Um, um, Blog Talk Radio keeps sending me letters asking me if I want to read advertisements during my show. And I don't think they've actually listened to my show because if they did, I think they'd have a hard time finding um, – they would have a hard time finding advertisers who would be perfectly okay with their content being included in my curse show. Which reminds me of Eddie Murphy, and Eddie Murphy talks um, in his ra- in, in in a stand-up comment. It's, it's raw. It was, it was Eddie Murphy's raw. He talks about how Bill Cosby's kid went to one of his shows, and Bill Cosby called Eddie Murphy up, and Eddie Murphy was really excited to talk to Bill Cosby. But Bill Cosby lectured him like he was a child, and um, said that Eddie Murphy put on a curse show. Well, apparently I do too, and I will. Tell anybody who has a problem with that the same thing Richard Pryor told Eddie Murphy. If you don't like what I have to say, have a Coke and a smile and shut the fuck up. There you go. 
I would totally do ads for sex toys and lube companies. And I already do uh, ad for Hitachi. I have a Lilo. I have a Lilo. Oh, that that's fantastic. I have a little Lilo. It's it's very much my friend. Um. <laughs> yes, that quote. Um, have a coke um have a coke and a smile and shut the fuck up is what Richard Pryor told Eddie Murphy to tell Bill Cosby the next time he called to bitch about Eddie Murphy's Eddie Murphy being dirty. Yes. And that comes from a Coke commercial that was in the 70s or maybe the early 80s where um, Bill Cosby was a spokesman for Coke. And there was a a line in the commercial about having a Coke and a smile. So, yeah. Richard Pryor was a funny motherfucker. Totally. Um, anyways, <clears throat> back to my curse show. <laughs> I so maybe the next time I get one of those letters from Blog Talk, I'll say, okay, yeah, yeah, I'll I'll do it. How much are you gonna pay me? <laughs> and, and we'll see what they send me. <laughs> well, we always have a cock and a smile, but a coke and a smile. You know, I haven't had a real coke in a decade. Um, I switched to Diet Coke for um, you know reasons, and um, now I can't even I I can't drink regular regular Coke. It's like syrup. I, it's terrible. Um, money is good. Money is good. So if you don't mind, leave your little advertising things on on the Blog Talk Radio so I can make a little money, um, and that would be really great. That's twenty bucks is twenty bucks and I'm not gonna say no to twenty dollars. <laughs> I do I think Diet Coke tastes better too, Chris. Um it's interesting um having the chat room and um I don't even have my radio show studio thing on. There are people who want to talk to me. Um hmm. Hello, Hello. Lady Holder. Hello. How are you? I'm having a good day. Very, very good day. At least as far as getting out of work and then coming home, and it got to be a very good day. Hello, everybody in the well, chat. Well, do you want to tell everybody? Do you want to tell people about it, or do you want to keep it a secret? Oh, um, well, the book I, I put out, Mating Hunt, is up um, on Amazon, and you can pre-order it, and on the publisher's uh, website, which is Cobblestone Press, and you can Google it, they've actually got it as something you can read an excerpt from. So, um, you know, it's um, it started out when I looked at it, I think it was this morning, it was 56, it was at 56,000 something um, for, you know, and, where And that was in. her Amazon ranking this morning. Yes. That was your Amazon ranking actually, early no, a.m. this morning. Actually, it was yesterday, yesterday afternoon. afternoon at 5 for me. So it was mm-hmm. 56,647. When I just looked at it and refreshed it, it's at 8,148. So thanks to all well, the awesome. and and the people who I mean, are talking about it, massive numbers. That's, you know, a, that's um, amazing. I mean, you jumped like 40,000 in the rank. 
I know. I was just absolutely <laughs> floored. Yeah. Well, the thing is, is the more you guys pre-order, the more it's going to show up on other people's um, pages as a recommended read, and the more she's going to get. Mm-hmm. Elena, uh, and so, forgive me if I completely mangle your name, um, it actually is apparently coming out uh, in Nook for Barnes & Noble, but they don't allow pre-orders. So keep an eye on it. It comes out on the 15th of October. And, yes, minions do indeed have power. There are a lot of you people, and it's lovely. (laughs) It's a lot of fun. It's a lot of fun. Um, A lot of independent publishers don't have the ability to do pre-order with um, uh, Barnes & Noble, and and, and that's just the way that works. You know, it's it's not really a surprise. Mm -hmm. Um, Melanie, Kobo is there, too. Kobo um, is there. Kobo um, yeah. does an EPUB format, I believe. So, if you if you have an EPUB device, but I'm not sure if Kobo and Nook are still compatible. I don't know because there was a dust up about three years ago about that, and I'm not sure whatever happened with it because Kobo changed their coding, or Nook had a hardware update or a firmware update that changed, and then suddenly Kobo books didn't work on Nook. So I don't know. For sure. You know, honestly, I don't know either. Um, it wasn't something I was wandering around. And for Melanie, there you go. So, that's... <laughs> all about the links. With yep. your gorgeous cover, I was on Amazon I and I clicked on it and it got the big version, and it's amazing. It's so beautiful. I know. I'm so jealous. I don't have any cover that I have that is that that is that pretty. I, I really don't. <clears throat> I I got really really lucky first time out and I got that. Just uh, to make it really interesting, I was over at my folks last night eating dinner, and Mom said that she'd wandered around Amazon and saw my cover come up. So <laughs> that was that was a bit you know startling. I mean, Mom. Um, Mom's going to get to read it. I'm actually going to um, see if I can get it to print, um, get a print copy of it so she can read it. But she was very surprised and happy to see it on Amazon and just was about as thrilled as I was that it's on Amazon. I mean, yeah. <laughs> I think that for me, when I first got published, that that mm-hmm. first rush of mm-hmm. um, seeing my – it was a little ebook just like yours. Um, in fact, mine was shorter. Mm-hmm. Uh, about half the length of yours, actually. And um, I was so super excited. I printed the cover out. I framed it. It is actually above my desk right now. It has been up there since the early 2000s. Mm-hmm. <laughs> so almost 14 Bye. years. Almost 14 years it's been up there. And um, I'm just, you know, I look at it all I'm the time. Get and go, oh. <laughs> yeah, I'm yeah absolutely. Yeah, it's it's getting printed, it's getting it's getting done. I'm wow. Yeah, it's uh Oh well. Yeah, the the Kindle well, and the Nook both have apps for your tablets and your phone. Right. So, I think um, if you have an iPad. Yeah. iPads, the the various tablets of any stripe most phones. Thank you, Melanie. She pre-ordered and she just told everybody. So, That's so cool. So, do we have a sequel in the works? 
This is totally not a um, question, but who cares? <laughs> I don't care about professional at this point. I'm not, I, I'm, I'm, yeah, let's see. Um, is there a sequel? Sir, currently, the the file says it is 4,466 words. So, yay! I've, I've got some time that I've got to get that together, so... Yeah, it's it's going to be. Uh, I'm going to keep going at this. This is it's too much fun. It's, I love fan fiction. I'm never not, uh, not going to write it. Um, I got too addicted to the immediate rush, you know. But this is oh, this is a, a level of cool that that I was not expecting, and. Finally, <laughs> finally, I can shove this back in my parents' faces when they say, what's your hobby going to do for you? I got published. <laughs> I got published. <laughs> well, you know, here's the thing, and um, there's a – you're also going to get in the future, after you get published, you're probably going to get this from your readers as well. Why are you wasting your time writing fan fiction? I get it's not it a waste of my all time. the time. You know, it's you. You are ranked seventeen thousand on the on Amazon UK. That's oh, pretty awesome. Oh my god! Yeah, Each Amazon that's, that's, has their own ranking. Picking up Ellen, if um, Ellen, I'm gonna go with Ellen. Okay, <laughs> that's a mouthful. Each Amazon site has their own ranking system, so that's the, that. That's pretty awesome too. Yeah, that it's that it's doing. I wonder what you were before. I don't know. Yeah. I didn't check. Well, neither because when I put in Amazon, I don't get the other options. I get, you know, mine. Yeah, I know, so, I, and I, that's the way yeah, it's supposed I to work. The US is mine too. I I had to go, I had to go look for it at one point to to get it because um, my mother-in-law is over in Germany, so um, I actually had to go find Amazon DE. Which is which is uh, the, the the German one to find out mm-hmm. um, to find something for her. So you know it's it's one of those weird things if I don't even think about it most of the time. Did you just see what Melanie posted? You're number 178 in romance erotica gay. Do you see how close you are to the top 100, and you're not even oh released God. yet? Oh my god! How fucking awesome is that? I'm so excited for you. Oh, I'm so excited. <laughs> I'm so excited I could cry. Oh my rest. god! <laughs> I told I told my spouse that you know, depending on where I end up in the Amazon ranking, because he was thinking you know I might go to number one, and I looked I, I driving home and saying you know you realize Amazon number one go in like major newspapers type thing, and he's like what? Like, yeah. Oh, I'm at number three. I'm at thirty-three thousand three hundred eighty-six in Germany. I'm not telling my mother-in-law. I said to God, I'm not telling my mother-in-law. <laughs> I cannot believe your number one hundred and seventy-eight pre-order. That is amazing. I yeah. think you'll bust the top one hundred. I think That's... I'm going to. I think I'm going to twitch. I, I think I've been to here and, 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 and she burst into tears, you guys. It's perfectly okay. That's just a girl thing. Most of you guys, yeah, most of you guys are girls. Um, but those of you who aren't, if one of us cries right now, it's not actually a bad thing. Um, 
<laughs> How crazy is yeah. that? We have somebody on hold. Um, let's see if they have a rough trade question. Okay. You're on the air with me and the amazing lady holder. What's up? <laughs> Hello? Hello? Um, hello? Hello? Hi. You're on the air. Are you... Oh, okay. Did we catch Cab? Log talk. <laughs> so, that's it. Although, congratulations, Lady Holder. That's fantastic. <laughs> Thank you. That's, it's it's <laughs> definitely the the wow. For turning 40, this year's turning out to be really good. So, yeah. Yeah, I do my part, but it's a no, so there you go. Thank you. I'm going to put you back on hold so you can listen. Sounds like a plan. Um, and I, and I won't, if I hang up on you by accident, I don't mean to do it. You know, I'm crazy on this dashboard. Call back. Okay. Mute. Okay. Area Hello. code 865. Hello. Yeah. Hi, it's Kaz. Ah, there you are. Hi, Hi Kaz. Kaz. How are you? <laughs> I'm doing good. I'm actually sitting here doing a little happy dance for Lady Holder. Thank you. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, I've um, I got a big old grin on my face. She's listening to you be all bubbly and happy, and I'm very happy for you. Thank you. I can just, wow. I can just imagine you're just, like, trying not to bounce in your chair. <laughs> yeah, I bounce in my chair. It squeaks. I get I get you know shits and 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 actually I get a very fair ration of shit after the show from from a certain somebody who you know is my boss. So, but yeah, yeah I'm very very happy for you. And I'm kind of jealous. I'm kind of jealous, but then I have to actually get over my own fear and actually do it myself. Um, it is actually a very brave thing to do. To yeah, you know, it is. putting yourself out there as a fan fiction writer and you know posting your stuff online, you know you're you're asking for validation. You're you're, you're asking for for praise. Oh, you're so great. That's what you want to hear. Um, but when you submit yourself to a professional and you expose yourself to someone who sees a lot of crap, <laughs> you don't want to be lumped into that. You know, yeah. you don't want to be, mm-hmm. and so that 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 whole submission process is. <laughs> Chris, you're such a dirty old lady. <laughs> yes, she quoted yes, in the chat is. room. Submit yourself to a professional. Well, if you're going to submit, it might as well be to a professional. I'm just saying. I <laughs> hope so. No, no need to go to a an amateur. Well, that's one thing I you know, think is cool about rough trade is you know it's getting us to that point where lady holder is reached you know and it took where you have reached yeah um, it it took it took time guys i I started writing um as more, you know i I got triple dog beard um straight up no no line uh that you know you know quit quit picking on me and and you know um doing the the whole um brainstorming with me and do your own damn stories. So I've I started this And that wasn't um, even me. That 
That no. wasn't even me, you guys. That was no, somebody that was else Muriel. giving her attitude. She yeah, just that, liked that to Muriel. cultivate friends that will give her attitude. Well, I have um, pimped it on my own Facebook, and I'm planning on um, pimping the pre-order link on my Google Plus. Thank you. So. Thank you. <laughs> um, I started writing as more than just you know the, the test comment um, in LiveJournal in 2007. So I've been plugging away at this for little less than than seven years, and this is honestly why I think that doing fan fiction is great because I went from not quite you know see Jane Run type thing in in 2007. Although I won't read that stuff, because, uh, my my 2007 stuff without a cringe. Um, to <laughs> the point, God, it was bad. Um, to you know, to the point where now I'm, I'm doing this. I've I've got this this published work that's going to be out, and it took seven years, but honestly, to be about right, okay. And yes, it did take another triple dog dare. It wasn't by Muriel this time; it was by <laughs> somebody else. And mm. you know, um, yeah. I am told kid that when you were little and you had that kid in your life that would dare you to do something I'm that kid <laughs> all grown up well, I'm, I'm uh, always, really, I've always written I've always carried a notebook with me and when I started getting into fan fiction I used a lot of it um, to get rid of like some emotional pain and all that crap because my sister had passed mm-hmm. away at that time and I've just I've always asked for the concrete, you know, because I always wanted to improve it because storytelling has always been a big part of my family or my dad's family. And I figure once I actually do this original story for Rough Trade, I'm going to take the next step and try to get it published. <laughs> and hopefully I'll be as brave as you are. <laughs> <laughs> well, I figure if you if you can um Put put it forth and, you know, be brave. We'll all be there supporting you and rooting behind you saying you can do it, okay? And when you get yours published, we'll do this for you. So all gather around and have a good time at it. Tobins. Mm-hmm. <laughs> That's a goal. That's a goal. Um, yeah. I, do, I do want to say is that I actually, um, I started writing when I was 15, um, so I was a storyteller. And, um, I was a storyteller more than um, I was a written word. Um, I started writing when I was 15. I finished my first book that year. I um, It was terrible. <laughs> That's what they always are. Um, mm-hmm. I wrote original fantasy, and then I got into Harlequin, and I wrote some romance novels, and they're terrible, too. I still have them. Um I uh, I wrote some a little bit of fan fiction um, in college. You guys are seeing the cleaned up version of that today, as a matter of fact. Um, since I, I found all I, I found all those floppy disks, and my husband rescued them for me. Um, mhm. I heard but, about uh, that. <laughs> the great rescue of all my porn. <laughs> yeah, <laughs> um, and it, it, in the midst and. I actually stopped writing fan fiction after um, college, and I didn't write anything for a while. And then, because um, I was working a lot, and then I started writing again. 
and I started writing romance. And um, I really kind of think I want to get back into fantasy, actually. And um, I have an idea for uh, for a YA novel because um, I like to read it. I remember you know, So I'm, I might as well, you know, try my hand at writing it. I, but the thing what, what I would say about being published in um, is that yes, it is, it is a huge, it is a huge validation. It says so much. Mm-hmm. It says, it says, your story was so good. We're willing to pay money <laughs> to have it edited <laughs> and to give it cover art and to produce it and stick it out there for the world to buy. That's what it says. Mm-hmm. But that is all it says. It doesn't say anything else. You can be a fantastic writer and never be professionally published. The way my aunt was, um, I remember she had these little journals. I mean, she had whole stacks of them. And all of them was, they were poetry, but they were also stories at the same time. Most of them ghost stories. And I would sit, whenever we went over to her house, I'd read through these journals constantly. I mean, they were amazing, but she had never been published. And she must have had about 30 of these journals by the time... I last saw her when I was 18, 19 years old. And you know, it was a sad thing that she's never even going to attempt to get them published because I think people would just follow all over themselves for them. But it's not sad. It's sad for you and me. or It's sad for me because you've seen them, and it's sad for me because I won't. But for her, it's not sad. She, yeah, she she got a lot of... Uh, a lot of enjoyment out of writing those, and that's where she's one of my inspirations uh, on writing, where I got up the idea of always carrying a journal with me. And my dad's family, they were always storytellers. If the electricity went out, you know, they didn't just send the kids to bed. They lit up a bunch of candles, sat the kids in the middle of the floor, and started telling stories. And that's where I get a lot of my inspiration on writing stories or just coming up with ideas. They'll take something, you know, a shadow, and turn it into something. And that's... I want to be like them when I grow up. <laughs> when when I was younger, my parents um, were, were a family that, that tells stories. Um, we'll sit around the table, all of us, and play cards and drink um beer or wine or, well, mostly beer and wine, and play cards and laugh and giggle and tell all the stories of what happened when we were kids or, you know, did you do you remember this or that or the other? So for me, I learned to tell stories out loud. I didn't tell them in, in the written word until I got, you know, triple dog dared and, and told to go write my own goddamn stories. And <laughs> probably in those words. <laughs> Actually, it, the it, best it, part, it, the thing is, is that you you made a huge transition, and you don't need to brush it over, mm-hmm. because being a storyteller is being mm-hmm. is is different than being a writer, because you don't on paper you don't tell a story, you show a story, and you have to make a big transition. And to move from that storyteller mm-hmm. point of view to to being able to structure a story on 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 paper it that's a huge mm-hmm. transition because there are a lot of oral uh storytellers in my family that tell some oh my god they'll have you rolling in the floor and 
I have this one uncle. You can tell him a story, and his response always to whatever story you tell him is, the fuck you say? And then he'll tell <laughs> you a story. <laughs> and whatever he tells you, it's going gonna, it's gonna to make you pee your pants. So you just can't actually have anything to drink whatsoever around him at all because you will pee your pants. Because he is, he is amazing. He's an, so I have some really gifted and um, talented and just entertaining people in in my family, mm-hmm. and that is the inspiration for, you know, just everything. Was when you're surrounded by really inspiring people, and I think that's the beauty of Rough Trade, because what. There was a change in Rough Trade somewhere between April and July of this year when we stopped being just like a warehouse for the challenge and became this this environment, this this really inspiring environment. And because July was so much fun, it was so inspiring. Everybody surrounded by riffraff. Yeah, we went from well, letting everybody in, including the riffraff, to, you know, to being a, a support group. Well, I don't even, I wouldn't community. even call it, I wouldn't even call it a support group. Actually, it's, everybody has their own opinion, of course, but, um, and everybody is supportive. It's just, it's a lot more closer, more close than that. I mean, everybody has each other's back. And it's more of a team mentality, you know. It's and it's not a, us against the world or anything like that. It's just we all have each other's back for whatever reason, and to and we just talk things out, and that just sparks things left and right, like with the farm bunnies, you know. You can see where people have oh, an idea. Bunnies. I can't even go in there. I can't go to the farm bunny site. I can't. I can't go to the Farm Bunny group. You people are terrible. No good neighbors. <laughs> yes. Um, but I do think that, that, that Rough Trade took a turn. And maybe it's because I made it private. I think or it maybe more, it's because we we did some structuring more, more, in, in July. Well, I found it more welcoming, to be honest. Between April and July, yes, I had intended to participate in April and I lost track of the um, the date on uh, when to sign up and everything, so that was all on me because I miss, somehow missed those dates. But I wasn't; I was still too scared. Really, I was like dreading participating at the same time. But by July, I was like, mm-hmm. "Yes, I want to do this. I want to do this. I want to do this." You know, there was big change, and it was a lot more welcoming, uh, as you know, for a writer. And I love the crap out of that. <laughs> so do you think it's because it's private? It's because of the membership and um Yeah. Yeah, I think it is because you don't have these um assholes coming and saying, Where do you get off coming up with this idea or doing it like this? Because it it's the private. I'm telling you right now that even if that comment got made it wouldn't get approved. <laughs> yeah. Oh that that's totally agreed. I, yeah, I I'm, um I do like the fact that it's more private, even though I've because I've posted rough drafts on my live journal, and you know, 
most of the comments have been welcoming if people comment at all and it's just is like I said, I don't mind co- concrete, but when people start bringing up my tenses, I'm like, this dude, this is a freaking rough draft. Don't tell me about my tenses. I know I suck at them. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, that kind of thing. Yeah. Tenses are the bane of I, my existence. <laughs> I have a uh, uh, a family member who changes sh- tenses when they write action. <laughs> Their action scenes, they'll be like in third person, past tense, and it is perfect. Boom, 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 boom. And then he gets into an action scene, and he goes, third person present. <laughs> boom. What? How does that happen? And every time I get one of his books, and he writes um, suspense spy thriller, thrillers, and I said, I'm going to show you how terrible this is, because he never sees it himself. And I took one of my books, and I wrote all the sex in, first, in, uh, in a in present tense, and I handed it to him. It was a story. It was a short story. And he got to that part, and he went, oh, my God, what did you do? I said, exactly. That's what you do. <laughs> That's exactly what you're doing. You just totally throw your reader completely out of your story when you do that. I, and so, I could be, but yeah, you know, your rough draft is, I think, okay, what I, what I would say about your rough draft is that the more you write, the smoother your rough draft will be. I actually had someone accuse me in July of not posting my rough draft. I almost choked on my coffee there. Uh, really? <laughs> <laughs> yeah, yeah. And she, here's the thing. She, she sent me an email and said, I don't blame you if you're doing it this way, but I think you're writing your um, rough trades in advance. She is. That, there's and no way that's thing. a rough draft. There's no way that's a rough draft. You can't help it. You can't help it if you're that damn good, honey. (laughs) I told her to kiss my ass. I'm not even playing. Chris Chris and I can both vouch that you know what what showed up on Rough Trade was the the rough draft um, because I recognized the whole thing and I could see the areas where she paused and, and you know, was thinking about something or, or went away and came back to it and started back up again because I recognize those areas at this point. You know, I've been her beta for, for a number of years now. This is actually the, you know, um, one of the, the best things about um, putting my head up and saying, okay, I can do this. I got a good friend out of it, but I also got somebody who – is incredibly supportive. All right. And I'm trying like to I get said, my... I said, I'm a supportive motherfucker. Yes, you are, <laughs> Samuel. Um, you know, but I'm... <laughs> I'm trying to get my stuff so that way it's that polished. And because that's, you know, that's what I want to do. Yeah. We all want to be clear when we grow up. <laughs> I've been writing for 25 years. Mhm. So, when you write for 25 years and you've been edited professionally for 10, eventually your rough draft will be as good as some people's third drafts. So, you know, mm-hmm. uh, there has been um, on two occasions in my past professionally where I actually submitted submitted the rough draft for publication because I didn't have time to do a second. 
or even an edit. I did a spell check, and I sent that motherfucker, boom. And my agent was like, <laughs> well, you got a little grammar problems here, and there's some comments, but this is really great. I like this. And she sent it right off to the uh, the editor at the publishing house, and it, boom, and um, it was the third book I got published. <laughs> So oh, yeah, cool. I have sent my rough draft to my agent. Don't tell nobody. Uh, <laughs> I won't tell a person. <laughs> <laughs> Just tell the whole fucking internet. This is a good reason to never tell you who I am. But no, for for real though, for real, I I have done it. Um, I have. Um, there are other writers in my family who are also published. Um, mm-hmm. and um, I. When you're surrounded by that growing up and when you surround yourself by um, by other writers, like in Rough Trade, you you learn a lot. So when you read, you learn. <laughs> and the best writers are the most well-read. Yeah. Yeah, if my agent calls me this tomorrow and says, what the fuck do you mean you sent me a rough draft? I'll know she listens to my radio show. Because she's a New Yorker and F word comes out of her mouth a lot. <laughs> it would serve you right. I I will laugh oh, so I'll, damn hard. I'll tell you one thing. I will try to. Hmm. I'll tell you a little story. I got uh, ported into a phone conversation with uh, several other writers, and um, I was the only Southerner in this conversation. And there were like ten of us. Um, there were like ten of us in this phone conference thing, and we were all giving numbers and you know allowed to talk. And it. Uh, it was very organized and it was very care- it was very interesting. It was a kind of like a workshop. And my mm-hmm. agent set it up for me and it was great and it was fun. And I was um they didn't we didn't actually give um uh, give out pen names, so people didn't know what we were writing, you know, cuz that was the kind of the point. And so there were sci-fi writers in there and fantasy writers and romance writers and it was men and women. And I was the only southern person in there. And it it came to be my turn, and, and my number got called, and I was supposed to answer this question, and I was distracted, and I said, fuck, fuck me, hold on. And everybody on the conference call busted out laughing, and one person said, well, thank God. She sounded so southern and sweet and cute, I didn't think I'd be able to talk like I wanted to talk. <laughs> <laughs> I said, well, I'm glad I can relieve you of that burden. <laughs> Now, they answered that fucking question, and then I proceeded to answer that fucking question. But, um, yeah, uh-huh. so, you know, you know it's still with it doesn't pay to sound like a 13-year-old Scarlett Johansson. I know. I know. You can always do it with a nice Georgia accent. <laughs> <laughs> that is not how we actually sound. Thank you. Thank you so much. <laughs> what a, it's, it's broad. It's wonderful. You sound well, like a weird accent. Say, you can't tell I'm Southern. <laughs> I spent time in the South. I don't really care. I I I sound like Middle American, normal U.S. You normal? Did you see that? Did you hear that? She just said she sounds normal. I thought so she sounded like that. What the fuck I do I sound like? She sounds like she's from Ohio. Um, <laughs> you, you sound you sound like the sweetest, dirtiest sin. 
<laughs> okay. <laughs> well, well, if you're normal, I'll be happy to be sin. Okay. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> yeah. It's, it's, oh, I, I tried to uh, get the keep the tradition of storytelling alive with my family. I've given every single one of my nieces and nephews their own journals over the years uh, as gifts. Just so, like, write down your ideas. You don't have to tell nobody these. Tell your own stories and everything. <laughs> Rowan in the chat room has said, saying fuck in a southern accent doesn't relay the same emphasis. I'll have you fucking know that I own the word fuck, and when I say fuck, I mean it. Fuck. <laughs> was, your head, was your head moving from side to side and shaking a finger? It might have been. Fuck you. In <laughs> <laughs> <And> my curse <laughs> show. <laughs> When, uh, when I, I took the, I took these mechanics in job corps, and my one of my instructors, he was a former marine, and he used to no come up former. True, um, I always I loved the dude. His name was Dwayne Barry, and it always reminded me of the X Files character. But um, anyway, he used to come up behind me after you know be talking with the other guys and everything, and he's like. You realize, you know, you're a female. You're not supposed to talk like that. And I was like, so what? I can bench press these guys. <laughs> you know? <laughs> well, not, well, not really, but, you know. I got down and dirty with the boys and rebuilding engines just as much as they did. Yeah, you know, I earned my nickname Tacky. That's what he called me was Tacky. And I was like, so I what? hate it when a man says, something about a woman cursing that that it's not ladylike. I've been told that once before. And um he said, You need to act like a lady. That's what he said to me. And I said I'll tell you what, the day you act like a man, I'll act like a lady. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, I made a post I had a post about that on Facebook and I was like and he no said, man has the right and I said I said, let me know when your other ball drops. Walk away. <laughs> uh-huh. I, uh, uh, I had another another instructor. He was Mormon. He hated the fact I was in mechanics anyway. I was like, you know what? I'm continuing that tradition. My dad was, um, did mechanics. I'm doing mechanics. I love the smell of diesel fuel. Okay? I love the smell of a garage. And can't help it, especially if it has... Um, Stetson Cologne, Somebody, some guy wearing a Stetson Cologne. That and the smell of diesel fuel. Best smell in the world. All yeah, I'm kind, of, <laughs> I'm kind of weird. Yes, I'm kind of weird. I'd love to smell of the Stetson cologne and diesel fuel. <laughs> and diesel fuel. Because you can yes. put that in there, right? And yes. diesel fuel. Yes, it's By this the combination. So, <laughs> so a cross-country trucker in a nice cologne does it for you? Uh, it depends. Just say no. It depends. I would. Well, I would follow them along because I just, it's one of those. You ever have one of those smells? It doesn't have to be sexual. It's just one of those smells you have to follow. <laughs> it's one of those for me. Yeah, but, you know? it, but it most often is sexual. <laughs> 
<laughs> for me anyway. Right. Like I was um I was in a um in a uh in a coffee shop and uh this man was at the the drink machine getting ice and um I I turned because I was at the coffee place and I was getting my French press prepped because they were going to bring me some hot water and um I <laughs> He, I turned, and that man smelled so good, it literally came out of my mouth. I went, oh, my God, you smell great. <laughs> Before I could help myself, it just came out of my mouth. And he went, um, uh, um, I said, this is the part where I'm supposed to tell you that um, I didn't mean that in a terrible, weird way, but I kind of did. But don't worry, I'm, I'm, I'm married, so I'm not hitting on you. <laughs> you smell really well, great. I, I, I do admit, the reason for the Seth and Cologne is because uh, this little surfer boy I dated, and he was in decent mechanics with me. He always wore Seth and Cologne. And he's the one that taught me the funnier, kinkier things in life. But, <laughs> but I still, I still Sometimes they're really... Man, sometimes a man can smell so good. Oh, my God. Just mouth water, <laughs> panties drop. <laughs> Good. Okay. So you know, Guys. just let you know, as a man, if you're out there, you don't shower regularly. <laughs> All right, I'm 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 going to be the killjoy. Back to rough trick. <laughs> okay. Say okay, mom. <laughs> now, Cass, did you get your so internet sorry. thing worked out? Uh, not yet. I hope to have my internet on in two weeks. Because okay. as it is, uh, I'm kicking myself in the butt because a movie I've been waiting to see with Ben Browder is coming on this on the sixth, and I have to miss it. Uh oh. <laughs> yeah, the, uh, the movie I've been pimping for, with him, uh, Dead Steel, it's going to be on Sci Fi Channel. Pisses me off. First time he's in a horror flick, and I got to miss it. <laughs> Well, what's funny is I used to have really bad nightmares from scary movies, and I forced myself to watch them to get over them. And that's where my love of scary movies came from, but I've always loved scary stories. I think I mentioned before that the first novel I ever read was Pet Cemetery. <laughs> and I was eight. <laughs> that's not creepy at all. <laughs> yeah, um, but... Like my favorite horror novel. That's just novel, a little writers. creepy. Yeah, <laughs> that aunt with the journals. She's the one who gave me the books. She got reamed by my parents for that. But um. But speaking of creepy, I want to see horns. Yes, I am obsessed with watching. I downloaded that trailer before I lost my internet, and I watch it occasionally. Thank you so much for that. Because uh, <laughs> the guys who wrote. Barbara. This, this son, is right? writing related because the guy who wrote Horns, Joe Hill, is Stephen King's son. Joe Hill is that his name? That just figures. That just figures. <laughs> See, I got so the amazing tradition. part of of Joe Hill's story is that he submitted to an agent with a fake name and did oh, not tell the agent who he well not a fake name. He took his mother's name legally, and then he submitted to an agent, and he didn't tell anybody who he was. That's pretty awesome. And I figured that 
His agent took the book, and his agent, um, he, they, the agent signed him, and they shopped him, and he was in. He got called into auction, and what happens in an auction is that publishing houses get together, and they have a representative in the room, or it's a conference call, and they literally bid on the book until there's only one man standing, basically. So, okay, after the book is auctioned and the deal is made. Joe says, I have to tell you something, and it's kind of a big deal, but I don't know what you want to do with it, so I'm just going to tell you that my dad's Stephen King. (laughs) Oh, I wish you could have been a flat wall at that moment. (laughs) And even his agent didn't know. Even his agent didn't know. That is cool. Awesome. So, And that's (laughs) how you do it. That's how you do it, because he didn't, he could have, he could have ridden on his daddy's coattails, and he's actually talented in his own right, and, but he didn't. That's he, impressive. He, he got that's all that by himself, and and that is fantastic. Yeah, that's impressive, just in its own right, you know. I love stories like that. So... But yeah, I'm looking forward to seeing porn. But, but can and you imagine I'm, being the publishers who bowed out of the auction at that point? Oh, oh they went. They probably went home and whipped themselves. <laughs> That's like the 13 assholes who said no to Harry Potter. <laughs> oh my god! <laughs> can you imagine being one of those 13 editors who said no to Harry Potter? Oh <laughs> my god! <laughs> Oh, my God. Well, I know, think it could be actually thing. more than 13, but ever how many it is. It's still it's a good <sighs> thing because, you know, Scholastic got it. They did right by it, and it went on to do everything that they ever wanted it to do and then some. So it, it, it worked out great for, you know, rolling. It worked out great for all the kids who, you know, discovered a love of reading. And, you know, we all got lucky. Yeah. So. I don't know. You know, yes, she made a lot of money on Harry Potter. Yes. But, mm-hmm. and this is a big but, she niched herself. And oh yeah, nothing, nothing she writes after Harry Potter will be as well-loved or as successful. Well, I hope she, and she, she blew able, her wide. Um, <laughs> Oh, I hope she's able to like break that stereotype, you know. Well, I hope she. No, she I mean, ever I don't. To write I mean, under a suit. If she ever decides to write under a has pseudonym, written, I hope she has actually... written. She did, and it didn't mm-hmm. sell. So she revealed who she was, and it sold. Not much. Mm-hmm. Not compared. And no. actually, one of the reviews for that book said that it was a great book for a debut novel. <laughs> oh Ouch. dear! That's what happens. Mm-hmm. Well, you know, my husband asked me once, "Well, why aren't you writing Harry Potter?" I said, "Because Harry Potter happens once in a lifetime. It mm-hmm. happens once in a lifetime to a person. So she'll never have another Harry Potter." No, she probably won't. And no, it didn't do well after she revealed who she was because it wasn't a YA. I think if she started another YA series, um, that she might that she might get decent sentiment, but I still don't think it'll be Harry Potter level. Well, they'll always if she, if she did another YA, it would be compared to 
um, you know, Harry Potter series, and that's a disservice to her, really. It is. That's just the way the world works, and, you know, you have to accept reality mm-hmm. for what it is. Yeah, um, true. If I were her and I had to do another Y series, I would um, do a female character number one. <laughs> uh-huh. Do a complete separation from Harry Potter. Um I don't know. Maybe um I don't know. I don't know cuz you know she's is she stuck in the fantasy? I don't know if she's, she's stuck, stuck in, fantasy, in the but... in the world of magic. Uh, I always figured if I were to do a YA novel it's going to be in vampires. <laughs> You know, she, if she, I well, if no, I'm gonna do a way novel, it's gonna be a fantasy. It's it's, it's gonna be a fantasy with swords and and battles and kings and no well, sparkles. The reason the reason I say vampires is because when I was 15, I came up with idea for uh, a vampire story about this this girl. She totally obsessed with vampires. She ends up uh, saving Dracula's life, and as a thank you, he turns her into a vampire. But she has to sacrifice all the people that she loves to show loyalty to him. And then, so she has yeah, to fight him. <laughs> so she has to fight him. And that's not depressing. What? Yeah. That made me happy. Okay, so. You were a very emo teenager, weren't you? Did you have black eyeliner and, and black clothes? And uh, I had black clothes. And white clothes. Yes. Yeah. <laughs> hey, I am a winter. I like my black clothes <laughs> and my black hair. I did not do the eyeliner because I hated makeup. But no, I was obsessed. I was obsessed with the movie Lost Boys. Okay. <laughs> oh, that explains so much. Yes. Yes, Lost Boys was my Twilight. <laughs> it was my Twilight too. Only it has a better love story than Twilight. For the love of googly. <laughs> and that was with the parents and and you know the single mom having you know sucking face with with. The, the elder vampire. It was still a better uh, love story than Twilight. And yeah, and the grandpa was smoking weed all the time. <laughs> he was having the best fun of all. Yep. Ah. But yeah, yeah, I liked my vampires when I was fifteen. I cannot help it. That's but that was my happy story. And I don't my, like vampires. My heroine beats you know beats Dracula. I'll tell you that in my head, yeah, she beat Dracula. <laughs> I don't know how I feel about vampires because there's all those issues with, you know, if they don't have a pumping, if they don't have an active pumping heart, how the fuck is he getting an erection? It's the it's the bar of blood pressure. He literally has a magic cock. I don't want to think about it considering his room temperature and he'd have to go take a nice hot bath before I'd let him anywhere near me. I'm just saying... He literally has a magic cock. It's oh, the only way his cock would work. It has to be magic. Or puts one of those, um, those um, damn, what's it called? The stens, uh, goes, the medical thing that goes into. Oh, stens. Yeah. Put one of those in with a little. No. Um, penis pump? Because, because, you know, I'm going to go on record right now and say a penis pump is not sexy. I'm going to go with the magic cock because nothing else is going to be sexy, okay? No, it's well, cool. It's a, it's a metal, it's a metal rod pop. that goes into 
the head of the penis. It's a sound. Yeah, sound. No, no. There is no urethral sounding in Kira's world. (laughs) No. And it's held in with a little... No. 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 But it does remind me of this awesome Star Trek fic I read once where Spock's cock, which I love saying that, Spock's cock, he had a bone that slid down into place and made his dick erect. Oh, my goodness. So he really had a boner. He literally had a boner. He had a penis bone, and, and, and he could and, and he could make his dick erect whenever he wanted to, and it never got it. It, it stayed hard as long as he wanted it to. Oh my god! He really had a stick. <laughs> it was great. It was almost as it was almost as great as the double ridged penis one, which is just fucking fantastic. The original one is fucking fantastic. Okay, it, it, <laughs> fucking fantastic. Alien dicks are the best. You can have so much fun with them. I read, I read a um, story by Barbara, and I've discussed this before. Barbara Kamar, I can't say her last name. It's called The Huntress, and it's it should be on Amazon. The aliens have two dicks, one on top of the other, and the one on top is shorter. So, depending on how he's got his woman arranged, he can either rub that shorter cock right up over her clit every time he fucks into her, or he can double penetrate her. Vagina and ass at the same time. Yeah, I believe you have mentioned that before. <laughs> it Dude, that is the most fascinating form. alien. It is the most fascinating alien cock I've ever encountered. <laughs> I can hear the jealousy in your voice it. right now. It's a great book. It's called The Huntress. I'm gonna go over to Amazon right now and find the link. Um, it is an amazing book, and you should totally read it. I shall have to put it on my reading list. <laughs> Do you guys remember the, the pictures of the guy who was also lucky enough to be born with two penises? Only his were side by side. No, I, I deleted that from my mind palace, and you're not putting it back in there. <laughs> Why not? I think we should stick that in, in um, you know, uh, Beautiful and Dangerous Things, too. Um, you know, Sherlock needs to be horrified. Oh, dear God. It's Barbara K-A-R-M-A-Z-I-N. It was published in 2004. It's called The Huntress, and I am putting a link in the chat room for those of you who are there. It is amazing. (laughs) Best alien dick ever. (laughs) Okay. Ever. It is a great book. Don't let the cover put you off. Because it almost put me off, I have to say. But don't let it put you off. It's amazing. <laughs> I'm writing that down to check out when I get access to a hotspot. <laughs> it is nuclear. It is so hot. Oh, my God. It's probably one of the hottest erotica books I've ever read that I didn't write myself. I'm just saying. Because that's one thing that, as a writer, I have no 
sometimes you have parts of your writing craft um, that you are concerned that you don't do well, and and you have to you know, and you agonize over it and you work really hard at it. Um, I have to say that um, my um, <clears throat> sex scenes, I never worry about those. I'm pretty confident that I write great sex. Oh yes, you do. Yeah, I usually need a cold shower afterwards. I'm not. I'm just saying. <laughs> I, I'm, I'm waiting till my day off to um, read um, your new chapter for Soulmate Bond because of that. Because <laughs> you know it's hard to concentrate while you're trying to stay awake. I, I did another double last night. So I, there's no way I could have concentrated on the story to read it. It is a really? great book. Um, on the I was reading the afraid, first pages um, of it, so thanks. That just that's going to be interesting. Yeah, Marcy <sighs> Bell. Ever how you say your name? I'm sorry if I said it wrong. My bad. Um, asks, is art required for the challenge? No, but you do have to have a featured image. It could be a picture of an actor. I don't give a fuck, but you have to have a featured image. Do you have to have a cover art or a banner? No, but you do need to have a featured image, and it needs to be about at least 400 by 400, and or that that way it does well in the little section down below. So make sure it's at least 400 pixels wide. I don't care how tall it is because the site will automatically crop it for the um, for the page panels. Um, just, you know. Yeah, I, I plan on uh, playing in some original pictures that I have stockpiled on my computer to make myself, since I'm doing an original story and all that. Uh, I do have a cast of characters, though, that I want to add, but I want to do my own little original banner and all that good stuff. This is an original. But no, story. so art is art, art is not required, but you do have to have a featured image, and it can be a picture of uh, it can be a picture of me. No, not me personally, but you know, <laughs> it can be a picture of your dog. I don't care. You have to have a picture up there. No, one of my one in of the my template that um, I will send the. I have an email I'm prepping for the participants, and you will get a template for you to copy and paste in the text area of... Now, when you're posting on Rough Trade, there are two posting screens in the post itself. You can either toast in the... You can switch between the text and HTML view. Oh, hold on. Oh, I almost sneezed. That would have been terrible. Um, okay. Um <clears throat> In the text, and you, I'll give you, I'll, I'll send you a template and tell you how to use it. And when you do that, then you'll be able to have all the tabs. And yes, you will have a cast tab that you can use, or you can delete it if you don't want to use it. I'm also including an extra tab if you have if you have a need for it, which you can also delete if you're not going to use it. And I'm available to answer your questions regarding the template, and I will fix your template if you fuck it up when you do your. Um, project file and all participants except for the librarians which are Cinnamillion and Jilly and the admins me and Lady Holder um, everyone else 
is on restricted posting. You can create your post, but you can't post in public, which means that you can't fuck up right now. <laughs> and until I'm sure you won't fuck up, you won't get posting privileges. So, now, um, if Jilly when, or Cinna or Lady Holder fuck up, I'll just send them a first letter. <laughs> I no, actually, I'm, I'm more likely to get a phone call at three in the morning when she's getting up and drinking her cup of coffee, going, "What in the fuck is wrong with you?" I need to find out. What were you doing? What were you thinking? Oh my god! I need to find out. I need yeah. to find a um, public um, Wi-Fi spot that won't restrict your websites. I just realized um, that because... Uh, yeah, because... Public um, Wi-Fi? Well, yeah. like at Crystals, um, they have free Wi-Fi. Um, McDonald's. They, uh, they restrict, they block your website. McDonald's. That is some shit. Fuck you, Crystals. Yeah. I don't like yeah, your food anyway. Yeah, when I worked there, I would try to, uh, yeah, during my lunch break, I would try to uh, pull up your site. Is in is a pornographic material. <laughs> That's so awesome! I'm so excited. Starbucks has free internet. McDonald's has free internet. Um, if you have a Barnes McAllister's Deli, they have free internet. Barnes and Noble, Books a Million. Um, okay, okay. I have a Barnes and Noble, and I have a Starbucks near me, so I'll. That way I can um, go by there to play on and with the template and post and all that good jazz. If I do not have the internet in two weeks, which I better. I mean, I'm canceling my health insurance and just to be able to afford all my other um, bills. So I do get internet back. Well, I'm going because they're doing the open enrollment uh, for Obamacare oh, okay. November fifteenth. Mm-hmm. I'm going mm-hmm. to sign up with that. Because this came out of 170 awesome. out of the, out of each paycheck on me. That's why I've I've been having such a hard time. I mean, after I've paid every single one of my bills out of my paycheck this week, I have zero money for food. I'm gonna be hitting up churches. Hmm. So that's and that's bullshit. So. But I need to, I need you're, to you're getting something. a better deal with, with Obamacare, right? Hopefully, yeah. You're, 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 I've, yeah, I mean, well, surely you could almost mean. Depending on if you're in one of those stupid red states where they tried to um, stop the expansion of um, Medicare. Uh, I'm in Tennessee, so I, I don't know. Wait, the, but, wait, you're in Tennessee? Don't you have TenCare? No, I have. I no, I I don't qualify for TenCare unless I have cancer. Oh, that's some <laughs> bullshit. Yeah, I was told flat out that I do not qualify for it unless I have breast or ovarian cancer. What, because you so. make too much money? Yeah. Well, even, when I worked at, even when I worked at Crystals, they said... Uh, well, then who the I hell made, qualifies for it? Yeah, because I was at, um, seven, at 725 then, and I make more than that what, now. people with kids? Yeah, unless you have kids, you know... Ah, yeah. That's a big thing, yeah. Unless I get myself knocked up, and that ain't ever happening. <laughs> but, um, yeah, I'm having to drop the health insurance. I'm going to keep the dental and eye care because that's only like 80 cents out of out of each paycheck, but it's the health care one. They're not either killing me with 100, out of $170 every paycheck. And there's For an individual. one lady. 
individual. There's one lady who has uh, a family. She, uh, she pays almost 500 uh, She gets almost 500 out of every paycheck. And that's some bullshit. That's ridiculous. That's ridiculous. That is and it's just for freaking Humana. Humana at that. No, that's ridiculous yeah, because the switch, uh, uh, insurance companies this is like totally off our topic, but um, even less than what I'm, on, I'm on Blue Cross Blue uh, Shield, and my I husband, we're on guess. a family plan, even though it's just the two of us, and he pays like 120 a month for Blue Cross Blue Shield, and we have excellent coverage. Okay, the phone died. Hello? Hi. I'm still here. I don't know about everybody else. Hello? I'm here. I don't know about anybody else, but okay. Yeah, I'm I'm, going to put her on hold because I'm not sure what happened with her line. That is ridiculous, though. That is craziness. I don't know. You know, it's... um, I'm paying probably, um, from what I remember, because I haven't seen my check uh, in a bit, I'm probably paying about 250 for me and the husband, and that's per paycheck. That is, that is ridiculous, and you get paid twice a month, right? You get every, every mm-hmm. two weeks? Mm-hmm. It's craziness. Understand, understand, the spouse has a couple things against him. He's diabetic. Smoke. Yeah. All right. And so I pay for the best coverage I could get my hands on um, because I want him covered for anything his diabetes throws at him. Yeah, I get it. I so, get it. It's just it's just terrible. Mhm. Okay. I'm gonna drag us back on top. Terrible. Rough trade. Okay. <laughs> we're almost um, we're almost to the end of this thing. We want to get we want to stop you know and actually you know finish it off. <sighs> so to 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 round off something, when you get your email from Kira, it's going to have the directions. Pull it up if you have to print it out so it's by your fingers as you type. Make sure it's there. Tape it to your monitor, whatever, but have it at hand so that way you know what to put in when you put your your first post up, okay? And everybody's going to get a look or get their stuff looked at before it's allowed to post the first time. Correct? Right. Except for you, Jillie, and Senna, you all have posting privileges because of your different um, privileges on the site. Right. So you don't have any oversight, but everybody else does. Uh-huh. So nobody else can you. I have oversight. I told you. <laughs> and fuck up. Well, yeah, I'll just call you and cuss you out if you mess up. Yes, you will. Um, the other thing is, is guys. Um, but there's no stop gap for you. For the no, others, they no. can do. Um, it'll be like uh, uh, submit for something or something like that. It's like mm-hmm. submit to something, and um, you'll be able to post a draft or submit for publication or something like that. I forget what it's called. Yeah, I don't remember. I think um, it's, uh, post a draft. Post a draft the is like thing. the draft post, mm-hmm. but the race publication post is a different button. But go ahead. Yeah. What I was also going to say is when it comes time to um, actually, you know, we're, we're going live and it's November 1st and people start writing, um, 
if you aren't certain about it and you don't feel comfortable doing it, uh, Kira and I are reading all of the various um, comments that are left, okay? And if you think something seems hinky and you want you know, confirmation or you just don't want to deal, leave it, okay? Um, we'll take care of it. We're not going to let it, you know, we won't, we won't let an asshole get through. Okay. I would so, recommend if you're new to Rough Trade, don't read your unapproved comments. Oh, wait for don't them read your wait for them to show up. Wait for them to show up on your posts. Don't worry about the unapproved comments. Um there are 77 posters. We had upwards of 30,000 comments in July. Uh-huh. There's going to be a lot of comments. You don't have to wade through them to find yours. Just wait for them nope. to show up on your posts. Best That's thing the easiest thing that. you can do. Yeah, best thing to do on that is actually when you post your your chapter, your your piece up, um, go down to where the comments are, post a comment, say, hey, it's up, um, and click both of the boxes so that way you can get all the follow-on. And it will allow you to follow the thread of your own comments. You can reply at the you know at the comment as you wish, but you won't have to deal with the going into the comment section and sitting there for a half hour reading comments and hitting approve or trash or what have you. Um, and getting and upset or getting mad or because I don't there there are a couple of things in comments that I don't allow beyond uh-huh. outright trolling which, of course, I don't yeah. allow. Um, readers aren't allowed to ask you questions. They're not allowed to make plot assumptions. And guess what you're going to do? I delete those comments. They don't, they, they don't get through. The goal is to offer feedback that does not require a response from the writer. As the writer, you are not required or even expected to respond to comments on your posts. Rough trade is for you. Readers are here as a privilege. That privilege can go away. If a reader contacts you outside of rough trade... Oh, my God. I remember that. Let us know. Forward that email to me. Forward that message to me in Facebook. Mm -hmm. Because it won't happen again. If you don't feel comfortable letting her know. Because they will be so upset with me, they'll forget you exist. (laughs) Oh. Because that's the level of butthurt I'm going to lay on them. They're going to forget you exist in their fury at me. It's going to be nuclear. Because that did happen. Jilly, um, someone circumvented, circumvented rough trade to bitch at Jilly about something she wrote last year. Mm-hmm. Or what's this year? It happened this uh, year, but I think April? it might have actually been about her NCIS April. dragon story. Yes, which, by the way, I still adore. So, yeah, sorry. But anyway, here's something you need to know as a reader on Rough Trade. No author on Rough Trade is obligated to answer your questions. 
They're not obligated to post their story anywhere after Rough Trade is over. It may never be on the Internet again. You have no right to expect to see it or read it. You do not have the right to email a writer or hunt them down on Facebook or LiveJournal or Tumblr or wherever the fuck else you might find them and ask them to send you a copy of of their rough draft. Don't be that arrogant twat. Don't. I'll cut you. I mean it. Oh, hell no. We'll we'll just do something better. <sighs> we'll cut you off. The lovely thing when, <laughs> yes. when you're... Yes, it's a lovely thing when when um, what people don't seem to realize is the ISPs are tagged. You know, she keeps a, a list of them. They're they're not going to go away. And even if you get I have a blacklist of IP addresses. Yeah, and um, the thing is, is that even if you do sign up with another name, you're an asshole, and your assholery is going to come out again. You won't be able to help yourself. Because you broke the rules mm-hmm. the first time. So you'll do it again. Whether it's six months from now or a year from now or a week from now. If I delete you tonight, you're going to make an asshole of yourself pretty fucking quick. Because it's your nature. And we'll ban you again. Boom. Uh-huh. But what I want to talk about is that Rough Trade isn't for readers. It's for writers. And so... Readers are there as a privilege, and it is a privilege that can end individually or in, or in mass. Well, I am not afraid to delete 3,000 people and make all you sign up again individually and, and vet you. I'll do it. Don't think I won't. Oh, no, she will. And then I, I literally have no fuck start... to give. Oh, no, and I don't have don't. a day job. I do. <laughs> I could devote my whole week to deleting you individually, sending you emails and making you do an interview <laughs> to get back into rough trade. And don't think I wouldn't. So, you know, as a writer, you're not expected to do anything but write. You don't have to answer questions. You don't have to answer assumptions. You don't have to please your reader. You don't have to please me with your content. You do have to follow the fucking rules about putting your content up. That's just organization, people. This is a big site, and there are a lot of people. And if you don't tag right, and if you don't do your categories right, people can't find your shit. And then people, those people who can't find your shit, they email me wanting to know where your shit is. So, put your title and your part number and your author name on your post, on your title of your post. Put your category on your post. Put your tag on your post. Tag your post the same way every single time so that your related post tab on your project file will work correctly. You'll get an email about this. The only posts that should be listed under project file is your actual project file. 
do not post you, your story posts. Because Chris did this every single time she posted last in, in July. It was great. It was fabulous. <laughs> your project file is the first thing you post. It's going to tell everybody what your project is and you set it up. It is the only post you make on Rough Trade that gets put in the category of project file. The rest of your posts, of which you're allowed to post once a day during Rough Trade, so you could, in theory, have 30 posts for November. You could not, in theory, have, say, 34 posts, well, 31 posts if you count your project file. You can't have 34 posts. If I see you've got 34 posts or if we're on day two and you've got six posts, I'm going to cuss you out. There are 77 of you. I can't have you posting two or three times a day when there are 77 people participating. You're allowed one post every 24 hours. Don't fuck with me. Do your categories. Do your tags. Don't be an asshole. If someone, if a comment... What? Go ahead. Go for it. I was going to say, it's nicer to have a decent chunk of a reading instead of two or three hundred words at a blip. So, you know... Yeah. One nice post of a thousand words, or or you know fifteen hundred words, or whatever how many words it is, beats the hell out of three, you know five hundred po- word posts. They're just no, that's teasing, in all the wrong ways. It's ugly. It's not even good. It's not even fun. Um, uh-huh. Don't do that to your reader. Uh, <clears throat> also, um, uh, there is no uh, concrete. Um, constructive criticism on rough trade. It doesn't mm-hmm. exist on rough trade. It is a myth. Uh-huh. A terrible myth. I am never going to allow it on rough trade. If you want constructive criticism, you can take your ass somewhere else. There are entire sites dedicated to that. I just that sound like a gun. Hmm. Huh. That's not good. I, I didn't hear it. I don't think anybody else did either. No. Well. Anyways, there is no constructive criticism on Rough Trade. Um, the writer's circle. I've never heard of the writer's circle. Uh, the writer's circle, it, there used to be this. Maybe it's not called that. Well, he may- What's you that? Hear that? I thought I heard something really weird on the phone. Oh, I lost Lady Holder. Can you guys still hear me? Yes, yeah. <laughs> it was creepy, wasn't it? I don't know what that was. It was really weird. Yeah, like somebody leaked into our phone conversation. Maybe Blog Talk had a had a glitch or a leak or something, but I don't know why she's gone. I can't call her back. There she is. 
I'm back. Dude, some weird some weird man talked in my ear and then you disappeared. It was creepy. <laughs> Apparently I was watching chat. I had no fucking clue. I I didn't do a damn thing. Okay. It was really weird. It was just a really weird, creepy voice and then you were gone. I forget okay, what I was even saying. Uh we were we were giving the list of do's and don'ts. Oh, there used to be this um, group online where you could uh, you could um, post your stuff and uh, get it ripped apart. You could get yeah, you could get um, critical. Feedback, and I forget what it's called. I mean, I can't remember what it's called. I thought it was the writer's circle, but I don't think it is. Huh? It sounds. It sounds like a lovely place to get eviscerated. Thanks. I'll pass. It is. It's terrible. You have to have really thick skin to participate. Um, I have a thick skin, but I don't really need to get that. No pass. Okay. Oh. The thing with Rough Trade and the thing that I am, I enjoy the most, aside from the fact that I'm getting closer and closer every time I do this to actually hitting goal, is I get to watch so many people who have said, you know, I, I used to write and, um, you know, they, they, they got dealt the rough side of fan, uh, fandom and they found this and it's a place where they can go and write and they're safe and so that's 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 the coolest thing all right we are pretty militant about keeping everybody safe as they're on when they're on um rough trade because we're we're not going to let people be around and what's happening on your end of the line now I'm just trying to figure out what the fuck that community was. Oh, it's called Critique Circle. That's what it's called. Critique Circle. Okay. Um, and yes, you you do have to have a a, a a thick skin to be in Critique Circle. It's called CritiqueCircle.com. Um, I actually I I recommend it. I have um, been a member in the past. Um, and I'm a member uh, professionally, although I haven't obviously logged into it in several years since I can't remember what the, what the fucking thing was called. Um, <laughs> but it, uh, I know, right? But um, I uh-huh. was just thinking critique, I mean, writer circle, but it was actually critique circle. And it, um, when you when you're getting ready to publish, when you're getting to the point where where, where Lady Holder is now, you have to mm-hmm. learn to accept constructive criticism. You have to learn that when someone tells you you need a comma here, it's not a commentary on your life. It's not personal. Um, I got the nicest compliment from my editor. You did? What'd she say? She said that I was very easy to work with, apparently. And it's... Hey, look, I walked into this train, okay? Yeah, there's, there's a level of... Um, not indifference or anything, but it's a. Um, I know that 
you know, what um, what my my editor uh, did was helping make me sound better. Now, I didn't agree with everything that she put, you know, in. Most of it, yes, okay, because I agreed. There were a couple things where she put in one word, I picked another, you know, or um, I I was reading something and, and put in a completely new um, sentence around what she was doing because it, it worked better. But on the whole, she's a professional. I'm I'm still learning, okay? And I liked how I sounded after she'd gotten done. So it worked. What I would say is that you need to separate yourself from your work. Um, and I have a reputation in fandom for being, um, I don't know if people think I'm sensitive. I, I hope not. Um, <laughs> what I'm about to say is terrible and arrogant. Okay, I'm going to put that out there for you, and I have no apologies for it. It's terrible and it's arrogant, and I'm not apologizing. Here you go. I don't accept constructive criticism from people in fandom because I think 99% of them aren't qualified to do it. (sighs) I don't think I offered you constructive criticism for the first two and a half years. I'm just saying... I know. And that's why I don't ask for it on my site and why I don't tolerate it and why I don't want it. It's because it's okay to get advice, but when you're getting bad advice, it's not okay. So what happens in fandom is that writers get taught to do stupid, bad things. Stupid, no good, bad, horrible things. And then they bring these bad habits into their original work. I already have enough bad habits. I don't need any fucking asshole giving me more. If if I want advice from somebody, I've picked out people in fandom that I trust to give me advice. If I want professional <laughs> advice, I've got a list of editors who pay, um, who, whom you can pay to edit your work. I made a mm-hmm. list a long time ago. I don't care if it hurts your feelings. I don't. I don't think that most fan fiction readers are qualified to give writing advice, period. I wasn't. I, I, I'll I don't admit think that most I writers I don't think most writers are qualified to give other writers advice because you would be you would be horrified to hear some of the things that uh, that writers tell each other that is perfectly okay to do like there's these two ladies in um my writing group um and they're terrible enablers they enable such bad habits in each other it's terrible um one of them is a head-hopping whore. Oh, my God. She puts Nora Roberts to shame, okay? And who is the queen of head-hopping and gets away with it because she's Nora fucking Roberts. But this woman uh-huh. has actually infected her friend. Her friend, who used to write first person, perfect. It was perfect. She never once strayed from her point of view. 
Her friend has infected her like a disease. How the fuck can you head hop in a first-person story? I don't know, but that lady's accomplished it. Hopping from head to head? Mm, it's terrible. It's terrible. Head hopping. Hopping from one point of view to another. When you write a scene, it should be done from one person's point of view in the story, which means you can't know how anybody else is feeling in the scene unless they say shit. That is your indication, their dialogue, their body language, and and your character that you're writing from, that person that you're writing from, um, can reflect, can can make assumptions uh, on their mood or on their responses to the situation happening in your environment. But when everybody in the dog has a, has a moment in the scene where the reader knows directly what they're thinking, you're, you're head hopping, and it's terrible. Now, the thing about grammar Nazis in fandom, this is, this is why I have no tolerance for grammar Nazis, too. I like a grammar Nazi as good as the next person when it comes to having my fic edited because I know you're going to make me look better than I do because I'm terrible with commas and um, sometimes I use the wrong word. And it's not often because I don't know the difference. It's because I type really fast and I write faster than I type. And um, uh-huh. it just gets away from me. So anyway, so I I respect a grammar Nazi in that respect. But what I don't like and the reason I don't allow grammar Nazis to offer me advice on my website either is this. When I posted The Awakening, how long is it? How long is The Awakening? Um, I don't remember. I'll tell you how long it is. I'm going to look that shit up because it needs to be said. I never got to edit that one. The Awakening... The Awakening was originally called Awake. <laughs> okay. You did too, Beta, this one. Okay. No, I didn't. You weren't the only about it, um, Beta, but yeah, you did. Yeah, you did. Okay. In fact, it was the first thing you baited for me. Um, the Awakening was 69,000 hmm. words long. 69,159 words. Okay. I posted this fic all at once, complete. The third comment I got went something like this. Interesting story. You had an issue with commas. And then he proceeded, he or she, proceeded to say, in this sentence, in paragraph two on this page, of the PDF, you forgot a comma after and. And this went on Yeah, he gave me a line he or she gave me a line edit based on the PDF of of my fic that that I put out. Um and that's why grammar Nazis aren't allowed to put shit on my website either. Because you know what? Not once in that entire comment that he left me on um, my website, did he actually, (coughs) he or she actually even say they liked it? 
It was just a big list of all the grammar mistakes they think they found. And ten of them were wrong. Wrong. <laughs> saying. I don't mind line edits when I ask for them. But you know who I asked to do a line edit for me? Not me. People who actually do editing for a living. Yeah, that's... Yeah, editors, editors, people who get paid to do it. That's who I would ask a line editor for my line editor. That's who I want. And um, I actually did get a line edit on um, the first Lantine Legacy book. It was awesome. I asked for it. I got exactly what I wanted, and it was great. But it was what I asked for. Mm-hmm. So, yeah, on Rough Trade, you don't get to do that. There is no concrete of any... No constructive criticism of any kind allowed on rough trade, and there never will be. Because here's what's happening, or what happens, is that you have people who can take it and ignore it, and then you have people who will be emotionally destroyed by it. And they will never be where Lady Holder is right now. I'd like to see more of you guys in print. You know, in in not just on rough trade, but the professional stuff where we we tell each other our our new names and we all laugh and giggle and tell tell each other when our 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 publication dates are, and you know that it would be really cool to know that the community I belong to, you know, has has gotten to the point where we've got you know more than me and Kira as you know. Um, published authors who are out and about and taking the, the, the banner of fan fiction and waving it high. Okay. So, yeah. There are some you people know. who who will never be able to handle the editing process, and that's perfectly fine. You write for yourself first. And I want to talk about this too. Um, the um, writing for market. Yes, there are books that sell really well. And Lady Holder actually um is apparently doing quite well across a combination that is very popular right now, which is uh Shifter Threesomes. The only way that book could be more popular is if one of them got tied up and spanked. Somebody but spanked in it's there. What she wanted it's what she wanted to write. Mhm. So you should write what you want to write, even if you acknowledge that what you're writing isn't going to fit the market, because write for yourself first. One of the biggest mistakes I made as a writer was um, allowing myself to be pressured into writing for market, and it was soul-destroying. So write for you first. If there's a market out there for it, that's fantastic. If there's not, if there's not. Hold on That's to fine it. too. You never know. The market changes. Make yourself Hold a WordPress. Stick, stick it, it up there anyway. Yeah, you mm-hmm. know, just you know, just just make yourself happy first, and 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 the rest will follow. You know, because as a writer, if you're not happy and satisfied with what you're writing, then you're not going to continue to be inspired. 
and inspiration, um, it can be hard to come by. Mm-hmm. Oh, and, and sometimes Marley, if someone steps on you, what? Okay. Oh, Marley was uh, uh, commenting about um, Chris is teasing her about the um, nodding fic, and yes, Marley, there's um, nodding in there. A couple times. <laughs> yeah, there totally is. It's like boom. <laughs> Hello. Well, so. you know what I'm what I'm saying is is that you know um, one of the reasons why I don't allow um, constructive criticism in um, in rough trade is because it is so easy, so easy when you're allowed to tell people what's wrong with their fic when you're allowed to give that criticism it is so easy for you to be brutal and to be too honest and I've seen sensitive and young writers absolutely destroyed by that we lost a couple of them uh, over the last year so it's not. It's not cool. Yeah, when you when you see a writer run out of fandom, it's it's because they can't handle the crap. They they can't handle the anonymous wank and the and the mm-hmm. the so called constructive criticism. Because often or not, the criticism isn't all that fucking constructive. Nope. By the it's way, it's just critical. Yep. Yeah. It's more like I wish you would write this. Instead of, I like this, but maybe you could do this with this, you know? Mm-hmm. Anonymous wank. Is that a technical term? As a matter of fact, it is, Chris. Google that shit. You'd be surprised. Yeah. But, hey, time's almost up. Yep. So um, I'm going to leave this discussion thingy on Rough Trade. Um, so if you have questions... Um, you can ask them. It's in the author resources section, and um, if I can't answer it, I'll you know someone else might come along and answer it for me. I don't know. Yeah, we'll oh, be and, here for um, you. Yes, I would like to remind you as participants that while you can only post once a day, you are encouraged to post at least four times a week for accountability so that we know you're writing and, and doing your thing. So every day if you can, at least four times a day, a, a week if you can't, but no more than once a day. Anonymous wank is an analogy for jerk master. Yes, I agree with that, jerk master. Anyways, that's it for us. I want to thank everybody for participating in the chat room and um we're going to have a great month. I'm not sure if I'm going to do the radio show during November. I will make that decision sometime near the end of October. Um anyways, you guys have a great weekend. Night. Say good night, Lady Holder. Good night, Lady Holder. <laughs> Good night, all. Shut up and sit down.
Can't wait for summer? Old Navy's huge summer sale starts now. All jeans, all tees, all dresses, and all shorts are on sale up to 50% off. Jeans start at $15 for adults, $10 for kids. Shorts from $12 for adults, $7 for kids. Buy online and pick up in-store for free today. All jeans, tees, dresses, and shorts are on sale up to 50% off. Now at Old Navy and OldNavy.com. Valid 5-6 to 5-12. Excludes in-store clearance. Active, licensed, men's packaged, and flag tees.